Hello, everyone. You have Jake flying solo again for a mini-sode or micro-sode, if you would. Today, I'm going to be discussing Marvel's What If Season 1, Episode 2. And the title and story is What If T'Challa Became Star-Lord? And that is in reference to what if T'Challa was picked up instead of Peter Quill. Uh, that is the basic plot. I'm not going to go through an entire synopsis of the show. I'm just going to say that I really liked it. Uh, I really like how much fun they're having with it. I really like the voice casting that they have. They had Chadwick Boseman, what's his last role, voicing T'Challa. They had Michael Rooker. They have Josh Brolin. They have Karen Gillan. They, they have it. Most of the stars from the movie is coming back and lending their voices. And that was one thing I, I really liked. And they had some of the voice cast for Captain America, or excuse me, for episode one with Peggy Carter. But I don't know if it's just that there's more actors involved here or the fact that Chris Evans was missing from the first episode. But something about the voice talent really just helps me, I think, brings me in and helps elevate the show. And everything else about the show is great. The animation, <clears throat> the story. I also love how much fun they have with the mythology, especially here. The fun they have with Thanos, the Black Order. One more like, I know I'm breaking my rule here. But outside of the voice talent that they have, the one other thing I really liked was the reimagining of the collector into a more formidable physical threat. That was something I thought was kind of missing from his character in Guardians. He didn't necessarily need to be physical, but he almost had no threat whatsoever to him in Guardians. And I think they do a much better job of giving him a little menace and a little violence uh, in this episode. The one thing I didn't like just very bittersweet. It was Bozeman's last performance, his last performance here is T'Challa. And that, it, it just made me sad, reminded me not only how much selfishly as a fan, but just made me sad. So that is the thing that I didn't like. Now, that was pretty quick there. The things that I liked were, were really the voice cast. And then I double dipped with the reimagining of Collector as a more formidable villain. Thing I didn't like was just a bittersweet note that it's Bozeman's last performance here in general and as T'Challa. <clears throat> I'm going to, I mentioned the talent of the voice cast. One quick note here, I'm going to try and keep this to two minutes, this little rabbit hole. But Bautista is one of the few characters who doesn't voice the, who doesn't return here to voice his own character or live action character. Drax is voiced by someone else. There's a little news of this in social media, Gun who directed Suicide Squad. He was fired from Guardians 3, then rehired, and he and Batista have had their own drama going on with Marvel. Gunn reached out uh, on social media when it was noted that Batista wasn't participating, asked why. Batista replied, nobody asked. Now, the director or producer has come out and said that they thought it was a misunderstanding, that everyone's been asked or everyone was asked in some form to participate, uh, and that it was just a miscommunication. That is... In my opinion, Hollywood for F. Bautista, we didn't want to work with him. Uh, and that sounds pretty nasty. But the thing with Bautista, he, he's kind of sounds a little whiny to me about it. Again, this is a deeper rabbit hole. I hope we can discuss I can discuss this with Seth at a later date as we discuss on other gun projects or maybe next Guardians of the Galaxy. But Gun a couple years ago, Gun had some really pretty outrageous tweets and social media postings surface. And they were from the early 2000s. Apparently it was him trying to test out his his humor and his humor is very shock humor. And for those who aren't 
familiar with shock humor, it's basically about upsetting people and doing it in front of a crowd of people in the room is one thing. Posting those things on social media without context or the context of that it is meant to be a joke and a form of shock humor, it comes off very differently. He was fired. The entire cast boycotted working with anyone. So basically Guardians of the Galaxy was shelved uh, for, I think it was more a year or two. Nobody was willing to take it because the cast didn't want to work with anyone else. It basically became so toxic that Marvel came back and brought back on. Over that time, a lot of the uh, fervor over the post had died down. And with a little more context, people realized what it was. They, they were really old. They were meant to be jokes, again, inappropriate. Uh, but they were just taken out of context. So what happened, all the actors wanted to boycott the Guardians 3, but Batista was the most outspoken. And he was very outspoken about not, not wanting to work with Marvel, how it made him disgusting. He was personally attacking people's character. And this is the way I look at it. I think Batista, to put it in Game of Thrones reference, Batista was doing, quote unquote, the right thing, but he's a Rob Stark in this situation. He was playing checkers, not chess. All, yeah, he came to vocal defense of his friend, but all of the actors did. He was just the most outspoken and really the most hostile. And I think that put a little more pressure on him. So here are a few things that he did that I think kind of put him in a difficult spot with Marvel. As I said, he was the most outspoken and, and aggressive. And in a way that at one point it seemed like Gunn tried to get him to calm down. As I said, it seemed like Feige never wanted to get rid of Gunn. It was a it was a direct order from Disney, the corporate headquarters. So it seemed the whole time that people were positioning to get Gunn back in. And apparently Batista didn't know this, or he was making it more trouble, or he's making it harder. Because at some point, someone reached out to him and told him to come back. But here's what happened. <clears throat> Gunn gets fired. Batista's outspoken. He's really upset. He's saying a lot of things. Leading up to Endgame and Infinity War, he quote-unquote accidentally reveals spoilers. For anyone who's heard me talk about this before, Marvel does not F around when it comes to the marketing of their movies. They pretty much blackballed Norton from Hollywood because he refused to do any marketing for Incredible Hulk. They got rid of Terrence Howard because he didn't play nice. They killed off Idris Elba once he complained about his character. And I'm sure Idris Elba is regretting that now that uh, his Suicide Squad film pretty much tanked. And they also pretty much blackballed Joss Whedon for not playing ball either. And because he messed with the marketing of Ultron, he was shit-talking on the franchise heading into Ultron. So Batista pretty much committed – the outspokenness is one thing, but the cardinal sin was the vindictive releasing of spoilers. And I know he said it was an accident, but only two – Professions don't believe in coincidences, and that those are PR people and detectives. So it's it's not a coincidence to me at all that he the only spoilers Batista ever released happened to be at this time he was upset with Marvel, and it was leading into their two of their biggest investments. Last note here: Batista was pretty much outspoken. Well, two obviously two things. One, he was outspoken. He didn't want to work with Marvel after Guardians three. So the idea, I seen a couple quotes there. So the idea that they didn't reach out to him to extend his contract after seeing those multiple quotes doesn't surprise me. Last but not least, he was upset about the treatment of Drax and how the Thanos storyline was swept under the rug. Two things here. In the comics, that's a huge storyline. In this Marvel universe, he really only has Gunn to blame. Gunn was the one who set it up really in the first Guardians 
as his rivalry is with Ronan, and then Ronan is killed. Then they try and pivot his rivalry with Ronan to Thanos, but that is completely dropped in Guardians 2. And so the idea that they're going to spend time in Infinity War and Endgame to build up that plot line when they already have so many other plot lines, whether it's Thor's, Gamora's, Tony's, Captain America's, Black Widow's, there's so many other stories going on. The idea that they're going to spend time to build up this one character, it, it's, I think, a little a little wishful thinking. And the only other thing I'd say from Marvel's standpoint, those two movies made $5 billion. The idea that they did something wrong, whereas and didn't give Drax enough support. I mean, proof's in the pudding. The box office says for itself. Are you telling me they could have made $6 billion if Drax had a bigger role? I'm being a little hard on Batista, but the way I'm looking at it is he was there was a lot of backroom dealing going on. He made a lot of things public. He called people out. He put people on the spot. He said he didn't want to work with Marvel. Then he started releasing secrets and spoilers. <clears throat> And then he was criticizing the way his character was developed. And all this, the idea that he's surprised now that Marvel doesn't want to work with him is surprising to me. I said I was going to keep this to, to two minutes. It's now going, going close to six. I'm going to wrap it up. But I'm going to just wrap up, put a bow on this. Really love episode two, What If T'Challa Was Star-Lord. It's another fun alternate view of the universe. Great voice talent. Uh, just a little sad. It's Bozeman's last performance. And then that to wrap up that whole little rabbit hole, Batista. Batista is not does not participate in this. I'm not sure if he now wants to be part of the MCU or what. If he wants to continue playing Drax, it's interesting. He complained that Drax wasn't properly developed, and the time he would have been developed would now be in Phase Four and Five, as the Avengers are pretty much reset. Or, or the Avengers aren't there anymore. Four of the main characters have been written off or killed, and then you have. The Guardians ready to, to take the limelight. So I imagine they'd be able to develop him now. Maybe not that Thanos angle, but a deeper storyline for him. But I've gone on too far. So I, I hope Batista sticks around as Drax. But if not, I mean, he burned that bridge himself. So I, I feel bad for him, but well, I don't feel that bad for him. Uh, he's a millionaire, and I'm sure he's going to be in a ton of other movies. All right, now it's officially gone on too long. We've been going on seven minutes for this rabbit hole. Wrapping it up now. Highly recommend, recommend seeing uh, What If episode two. See you later. Bye.